Hi, and welcome to The Curiosity Shift. We're here to unravel various perceptions and share our experiences in this chaotic and ever-progressing world. If you're curious too, join our conversations. Let's ask the meaningful questions and connect to what really matters. Hi, welcome to our first episode of The Curiosity Shift. This is Jenny. And this is Ella. And we're going to start off the pilot episode by explaining some background information about The Curiosity Shift, how we got here, what we're aiming to do with it, and Mm -hmm. then we're going to spice it up a bit with some icebreaker questions. Yeah. um, So you can maybe get to know us a little bit better. Yes. So first question. What format is this podcast going to be, and what are we hoping to give off or learn? Okay, so format's an easy answer. Uh, I think we're going to have long format discussions. It's conversation style, so very casual, but the things we'll talk about is backed up with a bit of research and a bit of personal experience, so we want to relate the two. We want to learn from different perspectives and different research about a variety of topics that we have a long list, an exciting long list. We won't get into yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think what, what else to expect is just a lot of deep dive into topics and us asking a lot of questions and trying to find the answer, but maybe we don't, but maybe we do. Yeah. I think um, the structure that we're going to go with is explaining the topic and our experiences with it and our our previous or current perspectives, but then follow it up with some new info, some research, and then end it off with a recap of what we've learned and how we're going to take that moving forward and how that'll shape how we see the world. Yes. Oh, and let's talk about the name. Mm. What does the name mean to you and how did we arrive here um so the name curiosity shifts curiosity is very obvious um when we had conversations um it's always driven by so many questions um even if we started off a question really simply um we would end up in some sort of spiral (laughs) two hours later about something so much deeper and i think that's like the fun part yeah um and then shift is an interesting part because the more that we talked and asked each other questions, the more we learned different perspectives about each other, but also the potential perspectives of the concepts that we were talking about. Mm. Um, So yeah, the goal is basically to learn a whole bunch of things and um, shift the way that we see things now. I think for me, shift... I recognize as a journey. So we started from point A and we shifted to point B potentially, point C, point Z. (laughs) Um, And all throughout that journey is going to be our podcast and each of our episodes. I think we're trying to build a sort of a community here. The listeners, you guys listening, we want your opinions on the topics that we are going to talk about and potentially check our biases. Reality check. Yeah, and we will learn mutually from each other and as well as those interactions that we have with you guys. Yeah, so I guess that's where curiosity shift comes from. I mean, what's what's one thing that you're super excited to 
bring to about, the table? Yeah, like maybe <laughs> like 10 seconds, go. Oh man, okay, I am super excited about psychology. I love trying to think about, trying to understand why people think the way they do and h- how they behave and what's driving that. I love hearing about other people's passions. I love hearing about opinions. And partially, empathy is a big driving force of that. Empathy is a super important trait for somebody to embody. And being able to relate to other experiences that you might not quite understand but can sympathize and feel towards, that's how we gain, that's how we become better versions of ourselves. And that's how we learn. Um, and being open to change according to those. So psychology drives my want, craving for becoming a better and a more empathetic person. And yeah, very good, very good, 45 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and what do you bring to this blanketed table? (laughs) Um, What I'm looking forward to bringing to this podcast is a list of resources. Mm-hmm. Whether it comes from books, whether it comes from, um, I think the psychology papers and articles will come Journals. from you. <laughs> but like, yeah, just fun like worksheets, different questions um, to think about outside of the podcast. Some interaction bits and bobs in our social media and connecting with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I think our society Sharing. is at us at such a awakening stage where we're learning about so many issues and that's how we stemmed this podcast to be uh we started getting very passionate and almost to an activism level hoping for activism for change for solving these issues but how do we get there without even knowing the knowledge that we need to so that's us acknowledging our ignorance and having this platform as a podcast to share our journey but as well as bringing inviting you guys listening along with this what are you scared of from this podcast oh oh that's a good question what are you scared of um because something that i'm scared of is going into the topic of politics because as much as i'm curious i think my empathy is definitely there and that's what's driving me to want to learn more about activism and politics Mm -hmm. but I think my brain just can't or not can't but it isn't set up to right off the bat understand especially government structures I think is complex to understand as much as the feelings are there and their motivations the policies (laughs) and the 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 political stuff kind of scares me but you know what I realize is now that I'm getting more into these issues, you can't be apolitical anymore. I know. Like the more that I grow up, the more I realize you have to be. If you're a human living being who is in this system, like unless you're off the grid, <laughs> living in a hut, you have to be political. So that's why, yeah, it's daunting. I, I do agree with you. Yeah. And to your question, what I'm afraid of, I think I'm afraid of oversharing. About your personal about, life? Um, maybe stepping over a boundary between, you know, public and personal realm. And because we are going to talk about vulnerabilities and how they affect us, work experiences too, 
I don't know what we're allowed to, but not lot allowed to talk about. Like what topics are off? Yeah, or even just being anonymous about certain things, right? Yeah, I think in that point we have to stay mindful mm-hmm. about what can possibly be misunderstood or might violate any like NDAs or stuff like that. Um, obviously, names and yeah more in-depth experiences <laughs> may have to be cut out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll, we'll learn along the way. That's a good question, though. Yeah, thank you. I like that. Thank you. So next question is, how did this podcast come to be? So I guess I'll start from my perspective. Um, well, the shared perspective is that we were both lonely and bored during <laughs> the the initial lockdown portion of COVID-19 quarantine. Um, Yeah, we just linked up for a casual conversation um, with the card game that is by We Are Not Really Strangers, which you can find them on Instagram. Um, They're a really fun card game that hopes to create deeper and more meaningful conversations between people. Um, this is totally not sponsored, but I... <laughs> we just love them. I rep them yes. with my entire being. <laughs> I love them so much. And they're a question-based card game. So with each card, you draw a very either a meaningful, deep question or something surface level, but you can... dive. The point of it is to diverge throughout your conversation to just get curious about each other. Yeah, and then a simple conversation... Like, what snack have we been getting into during quarantine evolved into such a deep spiral of Canadian-born Chinese heritage <laughs> and micro to not micro. Macro. Ma- macro. <laughs> micro to macro um, racial aggressions in school. Um, and just anything revolving that. So you can obviously see how deep we went um some childhood dramas traumas i mean (laughs) a lot of childhood trauma (laughs) and how that's shaped us which is always fun and spicy (laughs) um but yeah um the conversation spiral and the curiosity um drove us to this point this point we thought hey why not (laughs) this is a fun learning opportunity we're into it. Yeah. We're full dive into this. Um, let's talk about some the process of how we got here to starting this episode. Mm-hmm. Our planning process. It's been a three-week progression. And some of the fails and rejects are potentially funny themes. Do you, do you have anything to share? I have one thing to share. <laughs> and that was my failed naming a podcast name of two littles and a big. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> that oh, okay. Yeah. That name is actually absolutely bonkers, um, because what the heck does that even mean? Um, it's an it's an inside joke with some of my friends, where every time there's something overwhelming that's happening to us, um, particularly going through like any adulthood related. Issue. Stress, anxieties. <laughs> um, we would just 
it would be like an exclamation, like, oh my God, we're just two littles in a big world. Two little guys in a big world. Two little guys in a big world, Um, which is how we shortened it. Well, at least, yeah. We tried to make it cute. But then when I told my boyfriend of this one concept title, he said it sounded like a threesome, like a podcast about threesome or sexual (laughs) connotation to it. Which it could be a sub category for us no I'm kidding <laughs> no it's but a possibility I think at first we were like oh well that's okay it's provocative like people will click on us at least and listen to what we're about but it's definitely a misconception very off-brand <laughs> yes but here we are so so that didn't work <laughs> that didn't work very well did it although like graphically I think we have some good ideas with that it'd be so cute like micro to macro scale. Anyway, that's just our designer talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's one of the names that you were going towards? Like one of our process names. Hmm. I remember Mindlust quite vividly, and I enjoyed it a lot because um, it is again provocative, but it's in a way that lust meaning we're craving for something, crave, and the mind to me is about our thoughts and our opinions and perceptions. So when we said mind lust, it was like a juxtaposition in my head. Like a sexy curiosity. Yeah. And then also when we talked about um, dating um, and having a lack of connection on online dating, like to us... Sneak peek. (laughs) To us, intellectual conversations is attractive and is... Um, desirable for us, right? So then that lust kind of comes from that dating realm. Um, But then again, like, we wanted something that's more straightforward. Like, this is what we're about. We're curious and we're trying to shift perceptions. And so I think that was a good choice. (laughs) To get away from the threesomes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sexual connotations that we keep going towards. (laughs) Is this, is this a tendency? It's a millennial mind. <laughs> and now let's move on to our get to know us Q&A. Yes, get okay. curious about us. <laughs> okay, so um, we have a couple questions about how we met and then a couple of random questions that we came up for each other mm-hmm. just to keep things a little bit spicy. And then we got a surprise coming up surprise question for each other so we have no idea you just got everybody so excited (laughs) there's a surprise coming up we do not have a surprise coming up (laughs) we do we have nothing we do it's a surprise (laughs) question okay so everything is a surprise at this point (laughs) (laughs) so how did we meet oh man okay so my version of the story (laughs) we have the same version of the story. no it's it's gonna be different (laughs) my perception is i met you through this, so we went to the same design school. For those of you in Toronto, um, we went to Ryerson University for interior design. And in interior design, we have this group project where first years and second years collab. And so baby me was like, oh wow, here are three second years. The big boys. Yeah, so it was almost like a junior meeting senior type of situation I think I definitely went into it thinking I'm gonna follow their every 
single direction. <laughs> and that mentorship, I think, started our entire friendship, our entire journey, because then we evolved into working collaborative, collaboratively in Yurencho, which is basically a grad show. Which started two years later after we met. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we worked together a lot uh, within studio, within our schooling years. And now here we are starting a new podcast, starting an, a new endeavor together. So my perspective, I guess it's kind of the same though. Um, we did meet in a collab project from for first and second years. I was the second year. And since then, we always ended up doing collab projects together, hmm. um, which was year-end show. Um, yeah. No. I wonder if that happened because we knew we worked okay <laughs> before. So then you were like, okay, we're able to do this again. <laughs> and then here we are, podcast again. <laughs> I think we just had very similar goals of just being or ways involved. of working. Yeah. Because I don't think I was... Actually, I didn't share this with you before, I don't think. But when I was in first year, I also um, worked with a second year Mm -hmm. that I ended up working with again in year-end show. Oh. But I don't think we were ever... Yeah, we were never close. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we ever vibed in, like, a really strong way. Mm. I I, I think we just both wanted to be involved Mm -hmm. but then we had obviously a different connection where we like grew like a better friendship out of that and like an ongoing mentorship I guess like like like-minded people always do end up gravitating towards each other yeah it's because of that drive that you and your mentor at the time and me and you had to get similarly so here we are yeah (laughs) so that leads into the next question um which is, why do you think we met? <laughs> this is like the deeper version wholesome. of the other. So wholesome. So I think it's always rare in our lifetime where we can find someone that we can work collaboratively well together and not step on each other's toes, but at the same time be able to open up about our personal lives to the, to the degree that Jenny and I has have have so far (laughs) I think we really thrived on I guess our passion for a mutual field that we're in which is interior design and we shared our struggles together but at the same time being able to have this similar starting how to start things from scratch this daunting endeavor but being able to execute together and giving each other strength that way is so unique it's one thing to, for you to find a partner, but it's another to find a work partner that you feed off of each other, creatively oh. or energetically. energetically. <laughs> Vibe. I don't know what's I a better word for that. that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think one of the biggest reasons why we met is to inspire each other, keep each other motivated and passionate and not only do we mesh very well friendship wise and professionally I think we also both have a very deep understanding of each other as people like empathetically 
Mm. Like, I think I'm not scared to be vulnerable with you. And I can trust that because we've worked together for so long and that we have that basis of, like, a friendship Mm. that we can maneuver between those two realms very Mm. easily. And that's a skill that... And they work together. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I can respect their hustle and I can be their close friend. But that... That work switch, relationship is that communication dynamic. Yeah, very different. Yeah, and I don't think I have that problem with you. Mm. That's true. Like in comparison to coworkers. Yeah, like coworkers and friends. Like I think this is like a happy medium, where <laughs> we can work out together, we can go paddleboarding together, yes. but then we can also do random projects together. And we've worked on so many things, and we haven't pulled each other's hair out yet <laughs> like i don't remember any time where i was frustrated with you and that, we've that's worked true we've worked together a lot yeah that's so true i think that's yeah something that i definitely value like having someone that has the same um direction as you mm-hmm. and is willing to explore something with you mm. like i feel like that's very important and there's very little people like that on another note branching this a little bit out of a bigger scale, I think both of us are really interested in these social issues that are very scary to talk about. Like you don't want to, you don't want judgment mm-hmm. on something that initially we might be ignorant about, but want to explore together. And that's a scary conversation to have with a lot of people because at this day and age, I think a lot of people jump on Bandwagons. Yeah, bandwagons. They don't question themselves enough why they like certain things and why they are activists in certain movements. Why they posted that black square and then never posted anything oh my again. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. I hate it. Anyways, yes. continue. That's a sneak peek. <laughs> I'm angry. Yeah. And so we're channeling that sort of energy into this podcast and into our friendship almost. We're lucky that both of us don't judge each other on that we're honestly ignorant on so many things, but we're out here to learn. We're here to be open, to understand each other and many different perspectives. And I think that's a rarity to have. Vulnerability, trust, and drive. Passion. That's on another topic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to the questions. Okay. Um, what's something that people commonly think of you, but you think is wrong? So like a wrong perception. Mm. I think the main word here is that is what I think is wrong. And I think that I'm not confident, but a lot of people believe that I am confident. Um, which comes, which I guess people understand that perspective of me because I like trying new things Mm. and I'll be very open with my softness and my sensitivity Mm -hmm. but I personally don't think I am confident and it's definitely something that I'm continually striving to work on Mm. so maybe people are seeing the result of what you're striving for 
but you still think it's a, it's a progressing journey. Yeah, maybe it's just a, a higher standard that I set for myself, mm. which is why I don't feel like I've reached it yet. Mm. But since other people aren't holding me up to other people's or their own standard, right. then I just already seem confident. Mm. But I am actually very extroverted, but also very shy. <laughs> I am so scared <laughs> of everyone and everything. Oh. <laughs> but I'm also excited. So, yeah. Uh, long answer, short answer, that I'm confident. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, that's a really hard question. Thanks for mm. confusing me. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. <laughs> so my question to you is, what have you learned throughout the quarantine that you didn't know you had before? Um, just as a context, um, we've been in home arrest. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody is. Not just us. <laughs> the whole world was in lockdown for months, and we've learned a lot about ourselves. So what have you learned about yourself? I think I'm going to go the work front for this answer. Um, I'm learning that within my work, so I'm an interior designer. Oh, no, I am a project designer. You almost got sued. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to... <laughs> Okay, That's another sense. conversation. Yeah, we're going to have to explain that a whole other way. So I am a project designer at an interior design firm, and we work in teams quite often. I didn't know how much I needed that I relied on, I guess, validation from team members or the collaborative workflow. Like, I love working in teams. And I know there's a ton of people that out there that are like, I hate team projects because there's always a slacker and there's always a, um, like, someone that leaves things last minute and it's just annoying to deal with, right? But I've had enough pleasant team experiences to the point that I've grown to enjoy it, but I also didn't know how much I relied on it. Like, I thought I was an independent worker, but... Now that quarantine's here, we don't get to, we don't see our coworkers anymore. It takes an extra phone call and an extra meeting invite to get to talk to somebody else. So me just dwelling on what to do next and what are my next steps and am I doing this right? Like that is an anxiety that I've been experiencing through work and I didn't realize quarantine could lead to that. And so... To summarize, the quarantine has taught me how much I really value teamwork um, and how much I really want to thrive off of somebody else's energy and us being able to elevate each other that way. What we have. <laughs> exactly, exactly That's what, what we, we have. have. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I was an independent worker. I thought I enjoyed doing But you're just alone. a needy bitch like yes, all I of am. us. <laughs> <laughs> all day, every day. Um, that's a good answer. That's a good um self-assessment yeah <laughs> i feel like a lot of millennials might or newly professionals might relate to this maybe mm -hmm. okay so the next question for you jenny uh what are three things that give you the most stress or anxiety <laughs> this is a good question <laughs> um pressure <laughs> self-pressure or external pressure yes oh self-pressure both Self, self pressure or external pressure? Yes, <laughs> both. 
Um, I think external pressure, though. I oh. get so stressed out when we go from a collaborative working space to that person just watching me. Oh. I don't know why. That just completely terrifies me. Um, what else causes me stress? Um, I put things in different places all the time for some reason and I and I don't know why I do so it. So like losing things? Yeah, I lose things <laughs> all the time. Like I have a designated spot for my keys but mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just put it in such a weird spot that I won't be able to find it ever again. Like <laughs> it'll somehow end up at the bottom of my laundry basket. How? I mean, girl, we just found a cactus underneath all your clothes. <laughs> we did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I hold true to that. <laughs> I've never lived with you, but I know. Oh, witness. <laughs> um, and my sister, I call her like twenty eight times a day, just to ask her where I put my own phone. <laughs> and it's usually a combination of again. How do you call my, her if it's your own phone? Oh no, it's when we're at home. Oh. Um, oh, I see. What else stresses me out? You know what? Before, not having something to do really stressed me out like i was the type to always love to be busy right same um and i think that's just like the downtown toronto hustle like it just became that way um but now i think what stresses me out is having too many things to do that's called growing up (laughs) Mm. but i i totally feel (laughs) you i even now it feels like if i have nothing to absolutely nothing to do i'm guilty Oh, yeah. Of not being productive, right? Yeah. And then when you have too much to do, then you're still complaining. And you're like, oh my God, I, I need a balance in my life. Yeah, you're just overworked and overwhelmed and burnt out. Yeah, what a crazy cycle to have to neutralize. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel you on that. Oh, and crumbs in the microwave. That totally stresses me out. <laughs> Sorry, that's a fourth oh God, one. But when I just things explode it. in the microwave? Yo! Like past the you know what I really... We, Jeez. Fifth, fifth thing that really stresses me out um when people don't have microwave covers like food covers in their microwaves i literally i've gifted one of my best friends a microwave cover for christmas oh my gosh and 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 the worst part is he didn't wash it oh no and so after like i don't even know how many months of using it they threw it away what are you stupid (laughs) shout him out here (laughs) you know who you are i hate you so much one thing stresses me out when the microwave cover does not fit your bowl or something and it touches your food inside (laughs) oh my god can't can someone come up with a solution for this yeah like industrial designers out there we just gave you a business idea oh shit we design Cut spaces. That out. Cut that out. <laughs> we need to create our own. We design microwave interior spaces now. <laughs> oh my god. Genius. Ooh, and our surprise question. Um, so Mike's surprise question for you is if you had a choice to date someone that exclusively listened to country music or exclusively <laughs> listened to hard metal or heavy metal not hard metal heavy metal Ooh. who would you choose 
Yes, you have, and I have to, to listen to them. Huh? You when when you guys go on um, car rides, you like you're driving to IKEA. They're they're driving you. You have to listen to their music. Oh man, country music <clears throat> or heavy metal. I'm gonna say country. Whoa! Because my heart can't un- can't take the heavy metal all the time. I it's think too scary. every time I hear it, you know, like you can kind of listen to country in the morning. Like if you wake up on a car ride, there's a range of different countries out there. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like genre-wise, you can mix. Country like Taylor Swift once upon a time was country, right? Like, there's pop country, country pop. Yeah, but I feel like when it's heavy metal and pop, it's still heavy metal. Have you listened to country country music? Like with their accent and everything. Just the country country music. No, they're singing about their tractors. And but I their enjoy beer. the acoustic part. Like I listen to acoustic music to begin with so I think I'll, I'll like give it give that okay. a go if I love that person so very much <laughs> I'll compromise but yeah. heavy metal is one of those deal breaker like, is it a deal breaker for me I don't know is it heavy metal a little bit I think it's angsty it gets my heart racing too much oh my God. I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna feel nervous every time <laughs> I feel like that's very interesting hmm. and that's where we differ because oh. I would definitely go with the metal. Um, because, Why? Because I went through a very angsty phase in high school. Like, you look at me now, and even if you looked at me in high school, to be honest, at one point I was listening to Screamo. Whoa, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know if Screamo really fits in the realm of... I mean, I guess Screamo has a place in screaming i guess that's different i don't i don't know it's very confusing but i can definitely tolerate um heavy metal because wow. i've been through it like of course i can't listen to it 24 7 and yeah. i don't really listen to it at all now yeah but if it comes up i'm actually not oh, yeah like i don't really care except for the fact that it hurts my ears sometimes yeah um, <laughs> I think country music is so funny. I can't really? deal. I can't deal. Then it's deal. humor for you. It's cringy. Like, <laughs> I'm going to cringe until I die. <laughs> you don't find angsty pop cringy? Sometimes they're talking. Because I, I went through a, ang- uh, a pop punk phase for oh, sure. Yeah, like Follow Boys, too. all those people. Me too. And like. They, Shout out All Time Well. Think, yeah. <laughs> but they talk about, they sing about teenage angst. I still listen to those songs True. sometimes. It's, yeah, me too. It's a, it's, it's a good motivator when you have to go to the gym and you're just angry. <laughs> it's wow. crazy how anger is such a good motivator. Honestly, don't be <laughs> sad, be angry. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Anger <laughs> is a really bad armor to hide behind. That is true. <laughs> wow. Okay, my surprise question for you. What is your favorite or warmest childhood memory? That's a really deep question. <laughs> is it? That is a really deep question. I didn't think you were going to work with my brain and my heart like that. <laughs> um, I don't know about the warmest, but I do remember a very wholesome uh, memory mm-hmm. where it was 
back in the third grade. So I was eight, and I have a younger sister, so she's she was four at the time. And we just moved to a new school. And this new school, we had to take the school bus. And I've never had to take the school bus. So we both walk on. And all the seats at least had one person. Oh. So we had to sit separately from each other. But I didn't want that. Like, that was, like, not an idea (laughs) that I vibed with. Yeah. So I got her to sit on my lap. Oh. And the bus driver stopped the bus and told us that she had to go sit in an empty seat you know for safety yeah measures and i was so upset <laughs> like i was furious at how the could bus you take driver. her away from me like this? i was so furious at th- that the bus driver told my sister to sit away from me like she was probably like three rows like, like, you can still see her. Oh, away from me and on the other side. I could still see her, but I yeah. was livid. So <laughs> the entire time, I, I was, like, glaring at the bus driver while also keeping an eye on my sister to make sure that she didn't, I don't know, like, fly out the window somehow. <laughs> like, that was, that's basically one of my Were you very, very protective wholesome, of her? Um, To a point. Oh. I think up until I was 10, and then it just all, well, all went downhill. <laughs> But that's another toxic, traumatic memory. <laughs> For later episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a memory. That's cute. And I don't know why I protected that memory so much over the years. Mm. Um, but it just means a lot. And I'm soft. Can um, we take in that your warmest memory was anger? <laughs> and glaring at the bus. That, I, I said I didn't know it was. My but it was wholesome. The reason was wholesome. <laughs> I think a lot of memories that I remember were angry. <laughs> I remember throwing Valentine's Day cards with candy in them at people in my class. Not because I was angry at them, but just because I wanted to give out all my Valentine's Day cards efficiently. <laughs> So I just kind of <laughs> stayed in the same circle. You're just like, but I love you. But I just started whipping these Valentine's <laughs> Day cards to people. Like, like some people, this was in the library of our school. Oh, God. So they can't even scream. <laughs> <laughs> so there were people on, like, rocking chairs or on um, the sofas or just standing by the shelves, probably, or at the desks. And I just threw... <laughs> I threw these chocolates and Valentine's Day cards at people. I love it. That's passion. Yeah. And I gave them to everyone and I threw it at everyone. That's true passion. Yeah. <laughs> you got to find you a boy who throws Valentine's cards at you. <laughs> back. <laughs> Throw it back. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the end of our Q&A. That's the end of our shift. <laughs> oh my god wordplay <gasps> okay anyways um so this is the end of our shift thank you for tuning into this conversation and remember to follow us on instagram where we're going to be posting updates and interactive polls and questions yeah. oh and you guys can also dm us yeah we would love any interactions and give us your thoughts opinions what we should talk about topics for the future yeah what are you curious about yeah okay 
Bye. Bye. <laughs>